Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. Good morning from a beautiful Dublin City Thursday morning early. I wanted to get this out straight away as it is Thursday and uh, it's a very rare day that I get to do one of these intros from my actual bedroom here in Rialto, uh, near the city center of Dublin. And I'm very excited to introduce our guest, Deirdre O'Kane. For most Irish people, I think would be pretty familiar with Deirdre. For those that aren't, uh, Deirdre is a great uh, stand-up comic and also a great actress. She has been in many, many films, uh, television series that you may know. Uh, I think some of the Americans would know Moon Boy. Uh, very recently, she was the uh, lead and also created, uh, or certainly was involved in the creation of the movie Noble, uh, Fergus's Wedding, Paths to Freedom, uh, The Fits. Uh, God, the rest have popped out of my head. You should Wikipedia that shit because, you know, I guess better presenters would write down an intro, but I have not done that. Uh, I go way back with Dee. Uh, she was surprised to find out that I know the date, but you can see that. Uh, we covered some great topics, uh, the frustrations of this entertainment industry, uh, being a mother and, and a, an actress and a comedian. And we also talked about abortion, which, of course, is very controversial in Ireland. For listeners that aren't familiar with Irish law, it is illegal to have an abortion in Ireland. Uh, uh, unless uh, there is a threat or risk uh, uh, to the life of the mother, and um, most of that, uh, a lot of m- most of the law related to abortion in Ireland is uh, entrenched in the Eighth Amendment. There's a movement out at the moment for repealing the Eighth Amendment. I discussed that uh, with Deirdre. Uh, just in case you don't know, um, Irish women can have abortions by just going to England. So we have a law that basically exports the problem. Uh, And uh, so just a bit of context for that discussion later on. And uh, yeah, thank you so much to Dee for having the chat. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome Deirdre O'Kane. So Dee, I mean, there's no big intros here. I will will have done it already. I'm going to complain. Yeah, well, we've started. I'm going to complain for not getting my correct intro the status that I'm due at this point in my life. I know. You are due. You know, it's funny that you say that because, you know, I mean, obviously I've known you since 1997, but I did have just a quick sort of like... How are you able to put a number on that? 1997? Well, for starters, your Wikipedia is wrong. Oh, I know that. Thank God it's not, BBC two, year, not two years off my age. <laughs> Hooray. BBC New Comedy Awards was 97, not 96. How do you know that, Des? Because it was the year I started doing comedy. That's so funny. Who, who men, fi- men do years and dates. Women don't. Really? Oh, God, yeah. People are always saying to me, do you remember, Deirdre, 1993 when we were in Thorless at that gig? And I'm thinking, 93? I can't remember last year. Like, yeah, women are more like, no, I remember the way I felt when you fucking went off with some other girl. Precisely. <laughs> precisely. But I couldn't tell you the date of it. Yeah, well, <laughs> anyway, I, 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 I did a quick sort of Wikipedia. You know, I just, 
I, I knew what I wanted to talk to you about, which is just like, I just wanted to talk to you like we always chat. But I said, let me just remind myself of Deirdre's work. Jesus, man, I forgot half of it. You've done m much more than I yeah, remember. Yeah, what, what does that tell you? I am as old as tea. I have been doing this <laughs> for so long. I'm exhausted. Really? Well, You're not I'm really. I'm still trying to make it. You're full of shit. Look at me. I'm pushing 50. Yeah, but make it, make it is an illusion. You already made I know. it. I'm kind of joking. Your, this, I know you're joking, but not. your problem is your perception of success is incompatible with the reality of the well, fact that you make a living in this business, which is major success. Yeah, well, now I, yeah, well, make a living, Christ. You make a living one year and you make half a living the next year. I know, but like, I'm, your, I'm, your, I'm your friend and I forgot about Fergus's wedding. I know. That was a good show. You know? I forgot that uh, there was another series that you were in. I was like, gee, oh, the, the Cassidy's. The Cassidy's? Was I in that? Did you forget about that too? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What was it? It was Owen O'Neill's thing, no? Are you sure I was in that? No, that's called The Fits. The Fits, that's the what Fitz. I meant. The Cassidy's was Ed, yes, Ed yes, Burns. Yes, the Cassidy's oh, was another I won't be bringing thing. that up um, when I interview Ed. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, yeah, The Fits. That oh, was The Fits. Sorry, my bad. Mm. Yeah. Forgot about that completely too. I know. There's loads of stuff in there. Paths to Freedom is the one that people still talk about. Uh, they do um, talk about that, right? Because it was endlessly. incredible. Mm, it's kind of unfortunate that he didn't do more. To well, think, they want to do more. To think, to think that Lord Bolton was once a happy-go-lucky uh, sketch guy. <laughs> yeah, know, Lord we, Bolton from the Cassidys. Are you talking about... I'm um, talking about Game of Thrones, for the love of Jesus. Oh, you're talking about Game of Thrones. I thought you were talking about Brendan Coyle from Downton Abbey. I thought you were talking no, about Mr. Bates. No. And I thought, Lord, Des has got this wrong again. Not no, only has he called it the Cassidys, but we've now got Mr. Bolton instead no, of I'm talking Mr. about Michael Hatton. Mac, yeah. Is now... No, so Mac's in Game of Thrones. Uh, Brendan, who played my husband, is was Mr. Bates in Downton Abbey, right? Fine. Listen... It's, it's not a negative thing to say that Pats to Freedom was great and we'd love to see it again. That's, That's true. it. That's, That's it. True. We'll That's leave true. it there. Let's leave it there. But, but so here's the thing. For me, because, okay, so we started in 97, right? Okay. Well, you know, that, that was the BBC New Comedy Awards. Dylan Moran and Barry Murphy hosted in the my gaiety. Oh, God. It was my 10th gig. Were you part of that? It was my 10th gig. That was the Sorry, night, that, was the night that I met you. <laughs> it was the you? night that I met you. My name is Des Bishop. <laughs> Did we meet that night? This is extraordinary information. Yeah, I love getting up. Thank God other people have good memories. So you remember the night, though, right? I do remember the night very well. You, Kelvin yeah. Courtney, and Bob Riley, I think, went through. No, Sean, Sean Doherty, Kelvin Courtney, and you went through. And you didn't? No, because I was heckled by Brendan O'Connor. I was on last, as I'm always put on last at these big galas. And uh, oh, my opening you're line... You're blaming your position in the lineup. My I opening see. line was uh, something along those... Sorry, I think I do a little beatbox, and I'm like, sorry, I'm, I'm normally better at that, but I have a sore throat. My girlfriend has thrush. That was my <laughs> different times. Ah, the early gags are great, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> the little rookie gags that we used to tell. Yeah, so but... So get back to me. You were heckled by Brendan O'Connor of yes. the telly. So I was on last, and I knew Brendan O'Connor from Cork. You yeah, know? of course. And uh, he was actually dating my girlfriend's friend. And... Uh, he, I, I was about to get into a joke, and he heckled me, like, and then kind of persisted on the heckle. Ah, stop. And uh, I, didn't know, I, did, I didn't know it was him at the time. And then Eddie Bannon had a big row with him in the bar uh, and was like, you can't do that. And then years later, Brendan O'Connor was like, I, thought, I just thought I was helping him, like, you know. 
Yeah, I thought I was helping him, like, you know. But anyway, well, that, that's let's, a, let's just and you be, can, let's be fair and say we presume we would not do that now. Yeah, well, he, his wealth he, he of experience. Can, you can listen to it online. It's online. That I, I have it, and you can hear the heckle, and you can hear his little sarky voice. Oh. Yeah, but it's fine. I got. I did shows. I did don't for the so, gondolas with him later. There was so. No are we going to now diss people all over this podcast? And no, <laughs> honestly, this is the. Uh, th- that's not a diss because he's. I, I worked with him afterwards, and it was absolutely fine. There was yeah. no problem. I think unless you know what it's like to be heckled, you don't understand that kind of pain, especially well, early on tenth, when you're a rookie. It was my tenth. It was my tenth gig. Right, precisely. You're a rookie comic. On last, you don't even on last, they've been in the room for like two and a half hours, oh. listening to open spots. <laughs> that's, that's listening to everybody doing the early gigs where was I put in the line was I on first um, and the women and children go first kind of idea why I began talking about this and we, we digressed was I remember over the years you know and uh, you always I felt like there was always a conflict in you of what were you primarily a stand up comedian or an actress slash comic well, actress it's an ongoing conflict still I've, conflicted I've never still conflicted um, except that I've kind of made peace with it and decided you don't have to define yourself Dee. it's fine mm, absolutely it's fine. you true. can wear many hats mm. stop making such a fuss about it i used to think that i was but i think how it affected me negatively was that i used to think i wasn't a worthy comic because i wasn't as committed as other people in the sense that i wanted to go off and do a bit of theater and i wanted to go off and do a bit of telly and other stuff so therefore i wasn't churning out as much material i wasn't churning out as much shows i wasn't plowing it you know what i mean really yeah going for it so that probably used to affect me oh, sure look we're all just so frail and vulnerable aren't we <laughs> you know well yeah i, I mean it's good because i don't want to do it as much as everyone else oh it's pathetic yeah but i guess <laughs> yeah but in in the context of the time a lot of comedians were hanging out with each other and there was this sense of other people watching you like they you know like you were aware of what other people thought of you so it would be easy to get into your head about that Yep, absolutely. I mean, clearly you're over-analytical anyway. Like, like, which is not a flaw. Like, it's not a flaw, but like, you do overthink it, it in your head. It could be perceived as a flaw. Yeah, well, you do overthink it in your head. Well, I like, I, you, I think it's easier nowadays because so many more people are doing so many different things. That's right. It has changed a bit. Whereas I used to think, if I go and be a, do a presenting job or if I go and do some kind of reality TV show, I'm never going to get hired as an actress. If, right. if you become a per- public persona, you'll never be hired as an actress because... It's too difficult to but make But I think that's probably leap. true, though, to a degree. Oh, to a degree, to a degree. But hence, I've kind of held back on a lot of things that I now regret. Yeah. Well, you, you know? were an actress so first, I guess. So you had those actress first, and I'm fears. still, I'm still doing the acting thing. But it's funny. It's funny we're having this conversation now because um, I'm definitely feeling another change in the, in the road for me, and I've decided I that's, really want to go down. D. That's menopause. That's different. <laughs> Don't you dare. How very dare you. Sexist How bastard. How very dare you bring that word into the conversation. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's just the worst. Okay. Right. Um, anyway, go on. Oh, 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 we no longer have that relationship. We can, we're not allowed well, to talk around. Well, this relationship is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the car on the way to Thurlis. <laughs> so, where uh, we normally did our talking. Oh, uh, yeah. So, anyway... Uh, yeah, but no. So you're saying at this time you feel another change coming on. I, I thought you were basically committed to getting back into stand-up. Well, I've now been on the road for a year. Back gigging. Back gigging, which I have loved. But I don't know, Des, if I have got the, the new show every year in me. I just don't know. I sometimes go, you have a great gig and you feel great, and then you have a rubbish gig somewhere and you think... Oh my God, there has to be an easier way. <laughs> this is yeah. just, 
interminable. Well, <laughs> Even though I mostly have loved it, I, I, I could not do stand-up, solely stand-up. Really? I, I just can't, I cannot do it. It's not good for my head. I need to have other people in my life. I need to, I need that co-working experience. Oh, really? I do. Yeah, the isolation. Because I, I remember having a conversation with you years ago, right around the time that you were saying, I'm not going to do stand-up as much anymore. I'm going to mm. go to the UK. And I, I remember you saying along the lines of maybe. you. I don't think you were clear about this, but you were thinking maybe it's tougher for women just emotionally to deal with the isolation, the highs and the lows, the way that men interact with each other after shows. You know, like maybe men are just a bit sort of more steely around these feelings that you're talking about, tough gigs and guys messing around with each other do you, you probably don't remember the conversation no no well, I, well i've probably had the conversation many times i'm sure at this point i don't know the answer to that question uh i think you have to be steely to be a comic anyway whether you're a man or a woman you just you have to be a bit steely it might be it may have been easier an easier business if there were a lot more women around me yeah um, probably yeah yeah probably i mean i don't like the question of is it tough to be a woman in comedy but i'm literally talking about the very thing that you just brought up just dealing with the bloody highs and lows and it's the emotions. It's not just that, Des. I, I'm, I'm a good actor. You know, I was, I was an actor for 10 years before I became a comic, and I'm very good at it, and I really like it. Yeah. So it's not something I've ever wanted to give up. I got into comedy by accident, and it took off without my ever really intending for it to yeah. take off. I never chased comedy. I've been chasing the acting all my life. Yeah, the acting but is th- your... But the your comedy is the thing that chases me. You know, it's yeah. funny, isn't it? You never yeah. bloody well get what you want. Anyway, I'm now going down another road entirely because I'm, I'm now going down the kind of talk show thing and I'm thinking, I actually really want to do that now. You want to be I, a talk show host? I quite like to do it, yeah. Oh. There's, well, a, there's an Oprah meets Ellen in me that is desperate to come out. Listen, I agree. Yeah, I well, think I you wa- should I go with do it. it. Yeah, I did a week on the 7 o'clock show recently. I took over for Lucy Kennedy on her. She did her holidays. Well, and I'll tell I you right now, Dai O'Shea is shitting himself right now. No, I agree with you. And I think also as you get older because even I have felt that like as I get older I think yeah I'd like to I'd like to help people say interesting shit in the chat yeah absolutely and the other side of me I've always had a very strong not unlike yourself humanitarian instinct which uh, was the reason I went and made the film by Christina Noble yes, so there's, which there's I very, talk about that there's, too. An, there's a side of me that needs to do that stuff and I don't think there's enough of that happening in Ireland. You know, when I say the Oprah meets Ellen thing, what I absolutely loved about Oprah back in the day, if anybody remembers her, <laughs> was that she managed to be very, very funny and yet shine a light on lots of causes, raise lots of money, do the book club, do all of that. And I don't think we're doing that in Ireland, which I, I think Ireland is just coming down with talent. It blows my mind how much talent there is in Ireland across the board. Not just not my performers, I mean everything you know the way people came out of the recession the the ingenuity the ideas it's just i just go god almighty these are incredible people you know when you've lived away for a long time you see it more yeah and i just i'm kind of going i'm looking at the telly and i'm going well where's where's the where's the light shining on this i think there's a lot of good radio doing a lot of it yeah radio is good but this um, is like podcasts are easy but if you're into that, if you like the interviewing thing, why don't you do that? Why don't you like start a podcast or do like a YouTube thing? Is that? Is yeah, that no, I'm going. I'm going to do it. I've, uh, I'm, I'm investigating. I'm putting. I'm putting yeah. it out there, Des. That's where you're at. I'm putting it out there. I'm telling the people I want to do it. But it's, uh, it's interesting. Somebody said to me, I think you, what, the, what people might not real understand about you is that you, he said to me, I don't think they'll understand that you have empathy. Which is kind of funny because you can't be an actor and not have empathy. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I totally know what he means because what he's saying is people's perception of you is the funny bird, and are they going to be able to 
actually take you seriously. Can, can you, you going to be able to interview somebody and get to the heart of something important? Yeah. But I love that stuff. Yeah, but I mean, clearly, if anybody knows you, they know that one of the great things about you is you're like super genuine, good crack, really real, like engaged person. No, but I mean, I mean it. You know, like that's the great thing about Deirdre O'Kane. Like when I see Deirdre O'Kane, I just go, oh, great. Here comes a half an hour of <laughs> fun, whether it's bitching or joking or whatever, you know, like it's it's easy to connect with you. And that's not just because we know each other. I see that, you know, with you, with everybody. So that is an essential skill. You have this other jab that we haven't discussed yet. What's that? You're a mother. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, parenting Parenting has come up a number of times on this podcast because, you know, I'm 40 and a lot of my friends are of a similar uh, generation, so they're dealing with parenting. But it's I, I find it interesting in terms of what is clearly a, a major focus on our jobs. Uh, I think our jobs are bigger in our lives than perhaps other jobs. Uh, how have you managed to marry those two things, being a full-time great mother, as I know that you are, while having this other incredible child that needs to be looked after? Well, I mean, I've married them by writing about it. The show that I'm doing at the moment that I'm on tour with, that year that I didn't work a lot, yeah. I, was a, I was a stay-at-home mom, and yeah. I couldn't believe how challenging that job was. Right. So that's when I started writing. That's what 1D is all about. I do the whole stay-at-home mom thing and the obsession with food and the dinners and I was just like, I was demented. That's what I say at the end of it. I seriously consider becoming a hooker just to get out in the evenings. <laughs> Which is, you know... I couldn't believe how challenging. I still am blown away by how challenging it is to be a parent. Yeah. Even though it's an honour. Every day of it is an honour and you are grateful for it. I am grateful yeah. for it. That does not mean... But you don't have moments where you want to stand in the road and scream your head off. <laughs> yeah. How old are your kids now? Uh, they're at good ages now. They're practically rare. Uh, eight <laughs> and 11. Ne you're nearly free. <laughs> you nearly did it. They're eight and 11. They're, they're, they're good ages. It's, it's just so funny. Each phase, you just move on to the new demand, the new problem. What's going on with them now? Oh, Jesus, here's the hormones. Oh, my God. I know. That's all What's coming next? up. But look, well, but do, great, do you but Do you think then about your own mom? I mean, I don't know if your mother was a stay-at-home mom, but do you think about all those moms where it was just like, Basically, 80% of them were going to be doing that no matter what. Yeah, well, my mother was a stay-at-home. Well, certainly that generation because um, I think you weren't allowed. I don't know when yeah. the law changed. You weren't allowed to work when you got married. Oh, that's right. You had to leave the civil service and all that. You yeah. might know the year, would you? I You're good on the years, Des. <laughs> uh, what year was that? I don't know the year. What year no. did they let them well, out of the kitchen? I don't remember any of the years where my dominance as a man was withered away at. Yeah, it's all before your time, Dan. Yeah, You've been dominant when you were born. Uh, <laughs> Keep anyway... A lot of that generation were stay-at-home mothers, even when they didn't want to be. And my mother was a stay-at-home mom, and ultimately she was very good at it. But, however, I would suspect that she was very bored. And Did you ever discuss that with her? Um, not at any major length, but um, I think it just wasn't. She, she didn't, you know, she went off and did loads of things. You know, she was a reflexologist, and she did, she did endless courses. She's got courses as long as your arm. You know, After because, you guys because were when, they, when your children flee the nest and you're still young, especially that generation, they're very young. They're going, what will I do now? They're all gone. Yeah. Um, what are you doing? How many coffees and lunches can you do? How many? Uh, like yeah, it's especially back then, the coffee was shit. Especially when you're a fiercely intelligent woman with an awful yeah, lot to say thing, and a yeah. brain that's really, you know, my mother is fiercely intelligent. So I, I felt watching her that I, I certainly learned from watching her that I, I would not do well not working. And the year I just spent, I, I never want to not work again. I never want to retire. I want to work. I love I love working and I need it. And I'm a better mother when I'm working because yeah. then the hours that my kids get are quality. I'm dying to see them. 
because I've been working. I'm dying to see them. Did you see that staying at home thing? That's not good for me it's at not all. good for you. So did <laughs> no, you ever think about yourself as unemployed? I mean, because when yes. somebody says I'm an unemployed actor, it just doesn't sound like unemployment. But the way you're describing it sounds like you were unemployed. Yeah, well, I, I had, I mean, look, it, it was, uh, how long am I doing this? 30 years? I, I, I remember, not, oh, here we go. I've got to give you a date. 1991 was all a right. year that I didn't work. I was, I kept getting, I was an actress, I wasn't a comic, it was yeah. before the comedy. And I had a year of getting down to the last two for about six jobs in a row. And what people don't understand about acting is that when you prepare for an audition, that can take weeks. You're, you're auditioning and then you might get a recall and then mm. you're learning that script and then it might take three or four weeks to hear about the job. So it could take two months of investment just to go up for a job and not get it. Mm. So if you do six of them, oh, yo, there's a year up and you didn't work. So I had that year. I had 1991, 91. where I came down to the last two, like five, six times in a row. You, you don't have any feelings that like being a mom has hampered your career or anything, like not at all. I would say it um, affected my career differently, definitely, mm. in the sense that I had no instinct to uh, do stand-up comedy and go out at night when my oh kids were right. little. Oh I, yeah. Uh, whereas I don't think that the guys did feel that way when they had their babies so oh, I think they were like they feel like right this is great here. four hours right I'm out of here four see ya wouldn't want to be here do you think that's innate I do I do I think it's innate I now go out the door skipping out I now skip out the door but that's because they're 8 and 11 and they're you know they're yeah. they're solid they're sturdy when they were little and they're babies I found it very hard to go out the door I mean I did it's not like I tied myself to the house but it's just you're thinking I don't want to go to three days I don't want to go to Manchester, Birmingham and so on so for three, four days and not be around. I, yeah. just, I just didn't, I just didn't, my instinct was not to do that. So I do think it affected it in some way. Yeah. I don't know how much. You can't quantify it. Yeah. And that's, um, that's all right. But women have to sacrifice more. There's no way around it. I think, I think. Like, well, they don't have to, but they do. Like, it just works out that way, whether it's unfair or not. Uh, it does just work out that way. It, it is just the nature of the beast. You know, mums do certain jobs and dads take out the bins. <laughs> now, do you, uh, just in terms of, uh, I know your new show is about, you know, being a, being a mom, you know, like the stuff you were talking about, but are you inspired by, you know, issues around that, like feminism and equality and, oh, you know, why, yeah, so do, do you tackle that much in the, in the new show or is that something that you think I need to talk about that more? Because there's big issues and they're rising up in Ireland now. About? Repeal the Eighth, reproductive rights. I mean, I'm not writing jokes about it at the moment. Um, no, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm actually just curious if it's something that, because in the past I haven't found that you, you know, really wanted to like get down on those things, even though you live your life. You're, you know, you're like attraction rather than promotion. You're an example of a woman that does not let the, the bounds of sexism hold her back you know and all that but at the same time you know i've never felt that you felt you felt the need to you know deal with that in your work i was curious if that's well if bringing it back to wanting to go down this talk show road actually i do want to go down that road for that very to highlight those things what i don't particularly want to do is tell jokes about it yeah right but okay. I, i'm very interested in it i always have been and like the waking the feminist movement that happened in the theater last year yeah. i i just am so happy about it and I've supported it as much as I can, and I just salute them. I just think it was time, it needed to happen, it's great. And actually, it infiltrated the film industry. You know, they've actually achieved an awful lot by doing what they did. And yeah, I, I'd love to be seeing more of that happening, and I'd lo I, I like being a part of things like that. Yeah, and I, I don't think you see yourself as a victim, but 
when no, you I see don't. when you see no but no but when you see a, a movement being successful like that do you think back and think wow i can think of tons of examples where i was held back by my sex yes and it's ongoing and um, but that you know what it's just the very matter of the fact that you are the often the only female and there and and that men think differently so sometimes in a room you are the odd one out and and their perception of you it's nothing it's as you say it's innate it's not meant it's not nothing it's but it's just you're just over there this different person yeah you know and, and does it bother you how defensive people get sometimes around it you know just in terms of just look look i'm just stating the obvious this is how women feel we're not saying you're bad people but at the same time you know people all get it, very defensive Des, all it is is that there are still a lot very few women in politics there are still very few women in stand-up. There are some areas that are just male-heavy. And if you're one of the women in that, in that working scenario, it's frustrating because you're, you're, you're all the time kind of going against the wave. Do you get me? Yeah. That is just because of history. That is just because women were not, have not been in the workplace that long. It's just a thing yeah, it's that a is recent coming phenomenon. up. It's a, it's a fairly recent phenomenon, yeah. yeah. And it's going to take time. But it is now changing. And it is, it is changing right before our eyes. Things like that waking the feminists. Theatre, for example. You know, I mean, when that issue happened, Fiak admitted it himself. He said, I obviously had the blinkers on about the work I chose yeah. just because I'm a male. I chose the work that I was attracted to. And I totally get that as an explanation. Yeah. I would do but the that's same. That's a great response, job. but other people, it is a great other response. people, and on a very honest to, response, yeah. and it's absolutely fair, but not fair, because look, you're yeah. you're not addressing all of these people, and maybe it shouldn't be one person making the decision. Maybe if there's an artistic director, it should be two. Maybe we should always have balance. I don't know, but yeah. then what do you do? When are you going to share every job? Take somebody's. You know, you're you're gonna. It's it's a difficult one, doesn't it? Gender equality is no, is no. It's it it is difficult, and I just see it. You know, because you know the internet amplifies everything. I see these very angry responses from men. Uh, you know, just like I get challenged by feminist arguments sometimes too, but I don't get angry. I just I either debate it in my mind or I kind of go, well, maybe they have a point. But anyway, the point is, I do see that anger rising up. So I was just I you know I was just curious to to know what you felt about it but i'm also curious to know what you feel about repeal the eighth because it's been a big week in ireland with the sydney rose making well, a I, I think the fact that abortion isn't legal in ireland is a joke i think it's ridiculous i think can we grow up now please can we grow up this is 2016 can we just deal with our issues yeah. stop putting people on boats to england it's just got to stop doesn't matter whether you agree with it or not that's a it's actually irrelevant yeah i mean I, I agree that it. it's irrelevant it's just insane it's so immature. It's like, I can't even believe it's a thing. I, I actually can't believe we're still discussing it. It's like, it's a bit like, I remember meeting a French person and telling him we were having the divorce referendum and he was laughing at me, going, wow, really? We've had divorce in France since 18, it was 18 something, 18 something. And he was just laughing his head off that we were having a, a referendum about it. He was like, you're kidding me. He couldn't believe that we didn't have divorce. And I can't still believe that we don't have Abortion, you know, and I, I, the word is all. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I think it puts people off. It's like you're saying, oh, yeah, you know, it's very hard to say, yeah, yeah, I'm pro this thing. That's not the point. The point is it happens. Yes. It happens. People get themselves into a situation for whatever reason, and they are entitled to get out of that situation, and they should not have to get on a boat or a plane to England and sort it out there. What did we fight for? What did we want a republic for? What's that about? Yeah, I know. Look after your own people. Yeah, I mean, I'm entitled to have some counselling when you go through this trauma. Would you yeah. like to speak, Des? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm just, uh, I, I try to, because I've been following it today. You know, because the Sydney Rose came out and said. She supported. I haven't you know, heard this, so you have to tell me. Well, she basically all she said was, uh, Dahi O'Shea asked her, you know, oh, you you do a lot of things for women's rights. She said mm-hmm. a few things, and she said, and I also think in Ireland we need to have a referendum on uh, repealing the eighth. And uh, you know, of course, there was uproar, and the you know the the, the usual like, oh, the, uh, the Rosa Tralee is lighthearted festival shouldn't be bringing up politics. Well, good for her. Yeah, I yeah, admire yeah. her. Yeah, so I I actually admire her too. But then of course the debate kicks up, and then you see that the people that are anti choice call it murder and like i understand like i know people that think abortion is murder and i know that they were brought up that way and that is absolutely fine my mother happens to be very catholic but she is pro-choice she doesn't like you she doesn't think abortion's great but she's pro-choice but she's a very catholic woman but for some reason in ireland there's a lot less catholics like my mom and a lot more like people that think it's murder which is fine but at the same time I don't believe in murder, but and I don't think is, abortion is murder. Yes. But why, wh- why do those people that think it's murder, why are they able to still have so much sway in Listen, Ireland? If you think it's murder, that's fine. Don't do it. You know, if you yeah, get yourself pregnant. But don't impose your beliefs on other people. Let that's the problem. You're saying, I believe that that's wrong, so I'm going to make sure that that doesn't happen. You can't impose your beliefs on people. This is why we live in a democracy. All things are equal, you know? You you can do that. It's your right. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I have to agree with it. So, let me put this to you. In a, abortion is still super sensitive. Like, to me, it's like the last taboo in Ireland. Like, God, very few I mean, comedians... Really? I mean, that, to me, the last taboo is, is pedophilia. You know, that, that that's a real taboo. Abortion... Yeah, I know, but what I mean is, even in comedy, when you when you bring it up, it, it, it creates a, you know it, it creates an immediate tension more than anywhere else in in, in my experience in the world uh, that I have performed in. So, just a hypothetical here: if you're if you're doing the seven o'clock show or whatever, mm. and you're going to have a discussion on repeal the eighth, are you 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 would be comfortable? Or, or you would want to be able to just be able to have a mature discussion about abortion without everyone saying it's the most controversial thing. Do you know what? I think I'd be very good at keeping that conversation quite light. I think everybody needs to stay light about it. You know why? Because, of course, people are going to be passionate about it and think it's murder and all the rest of it. But there's a very simple argument, really, at the core of it, which is ultimately somebody 
is pregnant and that is an individual human being and it has to come down to that person they might not even be fit enough or mentally equipped or financially equipped to go through with that pregnancy there are a myriad of circumstances but it ultimately comes down to probably one woman and, w and what she wants to do so we need to stop having arguments that are very extreme and mm. murder and you know we, that all needs to stop because we need to grow up yeah. new about this issue and we need to We've got to be more tolerant. I mean, you cannot live in a society of intolerance. Yeah, I mean, the people that make the argument, as far as I'm concerned, are pretty irrational in that I, they I don't appear to extremist. be people. They don't appear to be people that really care about what's best for a woman. They claim that they do, but, but they don't. you know, they're, they're, they're extremists and they're, they're pushing they're, their judgments on people. Yeah, but they do it's have a lot nice. of they have it's a lot of power bullying. in Ireland. Somehow. It is. It's kind of a bullying. It's kind of bullying. You know, it's at the at the very core of it. It is not democratic it is it, it is it's not nice mm. but more i just kind of but especially when like fatal feeble fatal fetal abnormalities and that they would actually make those people go to england i mean that's just cruel or ra barbaric. rape or and rape it's, it's rape uh, victims it's archaic it's it's embarrassing it's actually embarrassing i'm 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 embarrassed for my country that we're not a bit more sophisticated about these things you yeah. know it's like please we've done so much we've got gay marriage but we can't resolve this issue yeah well, I, I sometimes wonder if women feel like, you know, like not that not that gay people don't deserve as much attention as women, but they I really do. feel like it was more palatable to have, uh, you know, an evolution in the way we perceive homosexuality than it is to perceive equality for women. And why is that? Is that because we're talking about women? I think it might be. Yeah. I, 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 I'm curious to be yeah. if that if that's the case. What is that? What, why are people so what are they afraid of if women are? allowed to get more power in society like I wonder what they're afraid of I don't of. know because I don't think things would get worse there's yeah. so much war in the world and it's, it's not women who are leading that charge yeah. well I'm, I, I mean I, I'm pretty sure I, I mean I, I, I'm pretty sure that humans are the problem <laughs> you know so I, <laughs> I'll I happily mean, honestly if we had <laughs> no, a few more Angela Merkels at least she's you know at least she's taking in <laughs> she's doing something about the refugees she wants to take them in she's the only person I can see who wants to take them in she happens to be a female so yeah. you know yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah, but I, I mean, listen, over. Yeah, the, the <laughs> truth is, I, I would have no problem with it at all, you know. But I think we would eventually find out that humans aren't just, humans are horrible, but we do our best. We do our best. And a lot of humans are great, Des. Let, of let's course. Let's, let's of course. go with the ones that are, there are, There are a lot of very, very good people out there. No, listen, I mean, I was, I was kind of half joking. We've there, gone down a very serious road. I like that. Do you? Well, you see, you've got a great political head on you. I think you should do more of that. Well, we haven't discussed, I haven't discussed this at all yet. You know, I haven't discussed this, what we're talking about at all, but it was really fresh on my mind today because I was following some, you know, because I support, I, I, I made a comment about, you know, how it's pretty ridiculous to be ripping, you know, and also David Quinn was, was making this sweeping generalization that if, 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 if Breonna, Brianna wants to make uh, political comments to the right on crowd, she should stick to Twitter. And then he calls the right on crowd like, people who like certain things but hate Daniel O'Donnell. So I made the point that I'm pro-choice, but I like Daniel O'Donnell. You well, know? I, I now like this girl, Brianna. Is this the rose? I now, yeah. I now, I've now decided I love her from talking to you because she, she's not probably in the best platform for it, and that's what makes it really great. Well, what because makes me laugh Rosa is... Because Rosa could do with a little bit of more sophistication. Let's just yeah. up the game a bit, you know? Yeah, but worse than that, they tried to say that you're not supposed to be political to Rosa Tralee, and it's listen, like a festival of women. They the first lesbian, Rose. Yeah. That was fantastic. She's an amazing girl, and she did an awful lot for... for 
for her kind. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, that was great. So great. Let's have another year where the Rose truly actually gets away from yeah. well, the, the lovely girl be. competition. It's a bunch of women getting together. Why the fuck shouldn't well, they talk about women's rights? Indeed, it is time. And it you know what's funny? Some of them probably had abortions. Of course, it's not going to be talked about, but statistically, well, there's a good chance. maybe one of them will be brave enough to, to come yeah, out with something but you like know, that. I mean, that's, that's the thing. That's what's happening more but now. Anyway, my point is, I made that tweet, and then, of course, I got the pro-lifers coming at me and I don't engage with them because I don't care because oh, I'm not I'm not in that I'm not I don't engage. even want to be part of that big like everyone being angry you see the comments no, in the Irish Times too everybody's boring. angry it's too tiring but it's too inane the, the, the argument is sometimes you kind of go I can't go there it's too but now I think it's time that we talk about more because I used to avoid it I mean I made a couple of jokes years ago and I you know I, I got so much grief for it I actually got physically like I got like accosted by youth defense at an Irish language event and then I just thought you know what it's just not worth the hassle right now you know but yeah. now I think what needs to happen is the normalization of the conversation because every yes. day women are going over so we need to stop being afraid about and it and that's what gay people did so brilliantly on the marriage equality they made the conversation normal every day every family in the country was discussing it at dinner that's why they won that's what happened they, the younger generation convinced the older generation to cop on to themselves and maybe that's exactly what needs to happen the conversation needs to grow we need to grow yeah. up Des it just comes yeah. back to that all the time I respect all those people I, I, I find it absolutely fine that they like I'll give an example I talked to Nazim Hussein the other, uh, uh, two weeks ago he's a Muslim he doesn't drink he's super religious you know there are so many things about us that are different but we are great friends we get on great you know I respect his culture he respects mine so what I don't understand is I get it because they think it's murder but why can't they just respect that some people like like a lot of the world don't think abortion is murder why can't they just say I, this is my belief like Nazim doesn't drink or whatever he only eats halal I know it's maybe a bad comparison but why can't you like I'll respect your culture and you respect mine why you know tolerance like why do we have to have a law about it? I mean a lot of the world accepts that it's a solution to a complicated situation. So why, you know... It's not going to go away. Yeah. That's the point. This problem will never go away. It has existed forever to the point where women had backstreet abortions and maybe died or, or prevented themselves mm. from ever being having to have a healthy pregnancy again. You know, tragic things have happened. This yeah. story is a very big story and it's time to just stop. Mm. Stop bullying women leave them alone and in fact not just leave them alone support them in their decision yeah and of course there will always be people who abuse that law and you know they're 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 way down the road with their pregnancy and they're looking for the termination you're always going to have people abuse every situation you can't be carrying them you just have to yeah like people abuse Look social welfare you know like like everything. in every social support there is abuse but yes. that doesn't mean that you let everybody else suffer precisely. so a few people don't abuse it precisely we figured it out d we figured it out. So what'll we call our new show? Des and Des and D get double D pissed off. Double D, double danger. <laughs> let me just uh, let me look at my notes to make sure that I mean that that's basically. But I feel like there might be some other thing that we're, you know, some little nugget. I didn't know we were going down that road, but it was good. I like talking about those things. Well, I wanted, to, I, honestly, I did want to ask you about Repeal the Eighth because it was fresh, and I wanted to talk to you a bit, of, you know, about uh, motherhood, and you know, the other stuff was just was just kind of, you know, jo oh, I, I, I definitely wanted to talk to you about that thing where it's tougher for a woman emotionally. I didn't want to talk about that, you know, are women funny? Is it difficult? And you know, I don't, I hate that conversation, but I was curious about. Is it more difficult emotionally, you know, the comedy world, which we talked about? So, yeah. You know, my answer to that is actually no. 
It isn't. Right. I think that stand-up is a hard job, and it, whether you're a man or a woman, it's more kind so of So you're trying to say that I'm being dishonest? <laughs> <laughs> that I'm hurting well, inside? Is that say, what you're trying to I have to say, yeah, I, it's interesting because I did a, go- a gig last night with another female comic who was um, struggling and, and really finding it all very, very tough. And I, I enjoyed being able to talk to her about it, and I realized... Okay, she's she is because of where she is. She is working with men all the time, and it's not that easy to have the conversation. I mean, certainly when I started, I used to be so frightened, so frightened before gigs. I mean, you remember your heart pounding so loudly that you thought, oh, "Christ, I'm going to have a heart attack." My heart should not be pounding this loudly. Yeah. Remember those early, early days? Yeah. But I, still I used get to it say when we were in the international, I used to say to the other guys, "Jesus Christ, my heart is racing." Oh, is it you? Mine isn't. What's the problem? There was never any. Yeah, Christ, I'm I'm bricking it too. Yeah. I, I never got that response. Oh really? It was just, yeah, no, I'm fine. And in fact, it was quite, pull yourself together. You know, whereas actually... Really? I'll, I, yeah. Whereas I think women are very good at wearing their emotions on their sleeve. That's why yeah, we live well longer. Are, yeah, they're more, <laughs> they're we more live longer because honest. we get it out. Whereas yeah. men are just carrying it all in there now. I'll be saying nothing and we're about funnier the way we, I feel. We're funnier because we keep it in. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the humor comes from, man. <laughs> Fucking denial. <laughs> I used to always express my fear about a situation or say, Christ, this is our gig, isn't it? Look at the room. Yeah. I find they're much better now. I'm much better now. Generation Snowflake, David Quinn calls it. Do with more snowflakes, that's for sure. Right. I look at the state of the world. It's in a state of chasses. <laughs> it's in a terrible state of chasses. Snowflakes. Which brings me to your time in the Abbey. Snowflakes would be good Brings for me the to world. your time in the Abbey. Do you, no, oh. I'm just kidding. We're not doing that. <laughs> oh, so, okay, so you have a show coming up in the Spiegel Tent. I do. It's which called is not 1D. Why, which is not why you're doing the podcast. In fact, no, it's not. you only told me that you wanted to plug it when you found out that the podcast was doing well. That's very true. Does that make me a good person? No, it means it, it's great <laughs> because it takes this out of the favor. It takes this out of the favor category and puts it into the mutually beneficial category. Yeah, but I, I like talking. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, so I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, so sorry. We, I, you only have. Isn't it lovely to be sitting here in Edinburgh, though, Des? Looking out. Do you think of the years and the madness that we had here? And, like, a lot of... It's the last day of the Fringe, right? And a lot of guys like, oh, can't wait for it to be over. Like, like this has been some horribly trying experience. And there is a part of me that goes, yo, get over yourself. Like, no matter how difficult you think this seems, like, this is a serious laugh. There are an awful lot of very good laughs in it, but my God, it's a roller coaster. You gotta yeah, give it them is that. a roller I mean, coaster. come on, psychologically, I got five people in tonight, fifty in tomorrow. I had more. I got more of a reaction out of the five than I got on the fifty on the Saturday. You know all that psychological aspect of comedy. That's that when it's when it's this intense for a month, you kind of go, you're shattered. You are shattered at the end. Yeah. But you I mean, know, it's you're not too down much. a mine. You're not down a mine. Yeah, it is too much. But I think I personally think that's one of the great things about being older and still being. You know, still being able to do this and be part of like, you know, in the mix of it is that you can well, really appreciate how great it is. I, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm blown away by everything that's going on at the moment. I'm just going, look at this. It's great. It's like being in India. <laughs> Life is on the street at last. But, you yeah. know, it's the energy, it's the energy and the amount, the sheer amount of artistic talent that's just pouring out of the place. It's just incredible. Yeah, no, no. It's but you're great. right. Being a part of it as you get older is not cool. It keeps you young for starters. Yeah, it does. Which I mean, it's so I, uh, important, right? This yeah. is what happens to getting back to a lot of the repeal the eighth people. They're just out of touch with young people. It's like, what do you want? Do you want to shove them back in laundries? You know, that's what we did. We did that. That's a yeah. part of our history that we're not happy about, right? That's what yeah. they did with pregnant women back in the day. Yeah. Shoved them into 
my, my, my great aunt you know, was shoved into one. It's a really sad, sad history, and we're just still not addressing it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not playing devil's advocate, but I can understand why some people, particularly the very conservative people, fear that this the ever-changing world will eventually bring us to a dangerous place. Yeah. I, 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 I can't I can, think I can, like that. Though. Yeah, I, 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 I know that. If that's but the I case, can, let's just stop technology. There's too much porn. It's destroying our children. You know, all, that, that's a, you know, it's going to be an ongoing conversation, but, but we're, we're not, not doing it, are we? Yeah. We're not, well, we've cons- not all we've getting, not yeah, getting mobile phones. We're not we're all not having tablets. And yeah, of course, we're evolving all the time. Yeah. But I guess for them, particularly in Ireland, where the church had so much power, they can see it as the breakdown of everything that held our society together. And for some reason, they can't let why? go. Why? Why this thing? Why particularly this thing that affects women well, more yeah, than men? You know, it, it's yeah. really like, That's to me, though, right? it's a terrible thing to compare it to, but for me, it's a little bit like supporting football teams. People will literally get angry over some team that they picked or were born into liking. For, it's not important, but they'll get really emotionally attached. And for some reason, don't ask me why, abortion internationally abortion is the front line for uh, a certain the, the religious right basically it's a front line for them in this battle and to to consider it lost is you know it's the it's the psalm you know it's 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 gettysburg it's that battle that they can't lose for what which is just an odd yeah, thing yeah but it's time it's time and you know i i felt that way about Equality, about the marriage equality, and you and I were there in the day. Do you remember that was a in great Dublin day. Castle, and the sun was splitting the stones? It was like Rio, and there was an awful lot of love in the air. And I just feel now, right? They had their moment. It's now time for women. Enough, enough. If we all stand well, together, I can tell you right now, we're not going to be dancing in Dublin Castle. Well, when, why not? Dance? When you know, repeal I the mean, eighth but, happens, but, but you know why not? Why why can it not become that? Ultimately, it's about giving people it's about the law and it's yeah. it's ultimately about changing the law and making society a fair a fair place a, a level playing field stop bloody judging people it's not mm. right no listen Stand, i get agree. off your high horse and and that was a great day the day the gay marriage referendum day such a great day and you know it, it's just it's now time for this issue and i i think women are even panty said this you know quite a lot women have always been great supporters of gay men so maybe now the gay men will support the women on repeal the eighth, and that would be a great thing to see. Let 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 them come out in support of us, and let 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 this be a moment where you know there's enough people saying, you know what, enough actually, just stop talking. Yeah. We're not having this anymore. I had a joke that didn't work, and I was very disappointed. Did you try it more than three times? About women's <laughs> rights. It was about women's <laughs> rights, and I did it in Ireland. I say, it's a bad state of affairs for women when the Queen of Ireland and the Woman of the Year have a penis. <laughs> Nobody got it. Nobody really kind of laughed. But I thought it was interesting that, you know, the, the because woman... Because you know why they didn't laugh? Because you just have to stop and think. What did you say? The Queen of Ireland and the... The Queen of Ireland, who yeah, everyone is, said was yeah. the Panty Bliss, yeah. which and was great. Yeah. And the Woman of the Year last year was Caitlyn Jenner. Okay, well, you see, I, the reason I didn't laugh was that I had to think, who, oh, yeah. who was the Woman of the well, Year? Yeah, but so it was just at the time. Yeah, but laughing. at the time, it was more recent. Doesn't matter. But I, but I do think it's That's a good point because even you brought up Panty about the points that would be made. Like it is just funny how, you know, it's still hard to put feet women at the front of the discussion. That's just got to stop, right? Yeah. It has got to stop. I agree, Dee. It's time. You, 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 you have accidentally become one of the leading feminist oh, campaigners. Oh, sir, I'd be very happy to join them. I, you know, I have absolutely no problem doing that. 
But people are very afraid in Ireland to have that conversation. Well, yeah. that's just so it's just ridiculous. We've got to grow up. It's pathetic. So before we go, I interrupted your plug earlier. Oh my so god! So a proper yes. plug. I, think I interrupted myself. A proper plug of your show in the Spiegel Tent. Please. Right. The Spiegel Tent. My show, One D. Obviously, I saw a gap in the market. One D. Yeah. Perfect. It's it's actually it's a great title and even better written. You know what my better written. Do you know what my original title was going to be? What? A line of O'Kane. Oh. You good, people it? said it was. Ah, I was trying to get a sponsor. You see the way you shouldn't just listen oh, to these yeah, things. Oh yeah, you fucking sell out, man. Yeah, sell out. Well, I, what, can, what are you going to do? A line of okay. I was told you're not going to get a sponsor with that. Listen, I'm, I guess next what show. I didn't get a sponsor anyway. You didn't get one anyway. <laughs> fucking one D. Boom. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it's, it's a great it title. For, it's better I'll save written. It for a chapter right, in my so book. one D. One of these days you're going to get the fucking plug yeah, out. Get the plug out. I told you. This is why I don't have any money back. <laughs> <laughs> One 10th day. of September in the Spiegel Tent. It's the Fringe. I'm in the f- part of the, f- the Dublin Fringe, which is really nice. And I've never played the Spiegel Tent before. And, and I what's love the date? them, Des. What's the date? Can you remember the 10th date? 10th of September. The 10th of September. Okay. Christ, I need to get my phone and double check that that's right. Because there's also a 19th of September. And I just need to make right, sure. Right, well, you check. So I've got that wrong. I swear to people God. People can I'm gonna Google be, it. I'm going to be just killed. Like The people can Google it. It has to be the 10th of September. It has to be. Um... We'll go and look at it. Now, the Tiger Fringe, it's called now. Tiger's back. Whoa. So last year, was there no Moon Boy last year, no? No. There hasn't been a Moon Boy probably for two or three years. Really? Just like that? Wow. Just like that. I suspect that there might be more. I think they want to do a Christmas special. Um, but, you know, Chris is very busy. But Moon Boy... No, but I think they will do a Christmas special. And, and there's a movie in it too, so let's see what happens. I did. A, I made a lovely movie this summer called Halal Daddy with Colin Meaney and Art Malik. Halal Daddy? Mm. Is it a Muslim thing? Yeah, yeah. It's been an Indian family and the kind of rite of passage love story to do with an Indian family living in Schlegel. So you got a movie coming out? Yeah. Well, it won't be out till next year, so let's not talk All about it. All the listeners are going, this, fucking, talk about it till this then. fucking moany bitch going on the whole time. she got I a know, fucking movie shoot, coming I'm out. Shooting another <laughs> <laughs> shooting another movie in October. <laughs> But I've got nothing from then on. <laughs> <laughs> He's great early stuff. So I've stuff. Googled Deirdre Kane Fringe. Nothing has come up. <laughs> okay, well, look, I'm here's so the reality. Bad you think it's the 10th. No, no, I've got to get this No, right. it's a I, decent I'm, plug. I'm, I'm, you think it's the 10th. No, that does But can't. they can Google it to make sure because Deirdre Kane doesn't know how to use her phone. And uh, <sighs> 1D, great show. I'm going to go into my own Twitter. It is a great show. It's the best show I've ever done. By a oh, mile. Really? By a mile. Yeah. yeah. It's great writing. That's the good thing about getting older, Des. The good thing about our job is we get better at it. And you know what's even better? We've now gone on an hour and five minutes, which means I now have loads of room to edit out half of your yeah, negativity yeah, at the start. Do, please do, please <laughs> because I'm an awful... I, you know, I, I, I think I lose work. I, I, I actually think the reason that those other people go, oh, I'm great, I'm really excited about it, is because they think if I don't put this, Out I don't put this persona across... I won't be hard. And they it's because m- they read I, the secret. It's because right. they read the secret. No. They, they listen to a Tony Robbins podcast and they know that, you know, it's the law of attraction. Yeah, but a part of them is right. They're playing it safe. They're going down a the road. They're not giving out a funny message. Whereas, okay, all out. All Let out me tell you mouth. something, Deirdre. Well, I never Let learn. me tell you what the truth of this is. These little pretty things can say what they want and be positive. <laughs> but when they're not good looking anymore, they got nothing. Whereas you're going right to oh, the end, step. kid. I'm clinging to the You're going. You're the Irish Meryl Streep. That's what you are. <laughs> I think that's Saoirse Ronan you're thinking of. Love. 
Asher, listen, with um, her money, she's going to lose her motivation. What? With her money? Oh, you're going back to those jobs. She's not oh, going to stay motivated. Wish I had her money. I actually think oh. she's great. She's a fantastic. She's, a, she's, a, a, she's a, a bit of a genius. She's got the whole thing going. I ah, know. She's just a brilliant actor. Wouldn't say a bad thing about she's her now. a brilliant actor. Minutes. Yes. Your search for Deirdre O'Kane returned one result. Which is? The 19th of September. Wow, thank God we checked. Oh. Thank God we checked. Oh. It's moments like this in God your career. The of it. Wow. <laughs> the nine, no, 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 19th. Let's the just say it that way so that it's lodged okay. in people's heads. The 19th of September. Yeah. Deirdre O'Kane is on at the Dublin Fringe. Go yeah. and check it out. Spiegel Tent is in Marion Square. The Spiegel Tent is in Marion Square. And if you haven't been into a Spiegel Tent, you've got to come. The people probably don't know what we're talking about, by the way. You know, it's the, the, the real deal. There are only seven of them in the world. They're the old Berlin cabaret. Yeah, beautiful. They're so beautiful, aren't they? Remember well, the first come and time check I went it out. to one, I went, God, look at this. Come so and I'm check ex- it out. I'm do excited. Let me do the old way. Let me do the classic way All that right. I should promote. I'm so excited, Des, to play it. Like, I can't wait. Does that sound real? Y- yeah. I mean, I it's one of the best shows I've ever written, is what you said earlier. I well, felt like that was that real, is, too. That is true. That's Listen, it's a great version. way to finish. The highlight of this interview for me so far has been when you were really speaking strongly about abortion and people were walking up the steps next to us, <laughs> like looking at you going, what are these people talking about? Abortion. They need to just grow up. <laughs> great. It's just a great moment. So, uh, oh, you know what we should do? Get a selfie. No, I don't always take selfies, but I think so. We get a sense of place here. I think yeah, okay. we'll get a picture in a sec. Okay, thank you so much, Dee. Pleasure, Des. Chat to you soon. So, thank you to Deirdre. Uh, and thanks to her for being so honest about her views. Uh, she told me to tell you that Noble, the movie, will be screened on RTE on the 10th, which is why the 10th of September was in her head. Uh, her show is on the 19th at the Dublin Fringe. Go check it out. Subscribe to the podcast. Spread the word about the podcast. Um, I am on Twitter at Des Bishop, Instagram, Des Bishop, Snapchat, Des Buffer, and Facebook.com forward slash Des Bishop. Leave some comments. Uh, send me an email if you like at desbishophits at gmail.com. Desbishophits at gmail.com. Uh, and we'll get some feedback. And uh, yes, um, eh, I know that, of course, we discussed abortion, so people would be very emotional about that. I understand that. Uh, feel free to express your views to me. Try to keep the hate at a minimum. Perhaps on a further uh, or in a podcast in the future, I will tell you about some of my dealings with youth defense, none of which have been positive, uh, because uh, I thought Ireland was a free country, and in the past I have expressed my views on abortion and uh, have then been attacked in certain situations uh, and, well, largely told to fuck off back to where I came from. But you get used to that sometimes. And uh, so I'll tell you a bit about them on a future podcast. I'd love to talk to them, actually, Uh, just to uh, remind people of how they can't keep their head. Uh, But I'll tell you that story another time about my dealings with youth defense. Uh, So keep tuning in. This is the Des Bishop Podcast, and we will be back on Monday with another great guest. Look forward to it. Talk to you soon. Love you all. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.